Hello, hello, hello. This is Joy Foster, and I am the founder of Tech Pixies. And at Tech Pixies, we help women upskill with modern technology like social media, digital marketing, WordPress. Our main one is social media, of course. We have our social media magic course, which launched in October. And guess what? It is about to launch again in November, and I am so excited to announce that today. So if you're listening to the podcast today or the, watching the live cast uh, or watching it later, um, we will be ramping up to our November cohort over the next few weeks. So stay tuned. And if you're interested in finding out about our November free training, uh, definitely head over to our website, um, techpixies.com, and all the information will be up on that website later today, which is the 29th of October. So um, what I want to talk about now is that many of you know I have just been in America for the last 10 days. Uh, and if you're watching the live cast, you'll see I'm oh, just getting over jet lag. Um, I don't even know what time it is there now. I guess it's the morning. So I'm just now waking up. Uh, but I'm, I'm back in the UK. I had a wonderful 10 days. It was an incredible trip. Um, for those of you who know uh, uh, or don't know, I should say, um, I flew out to San Diego to go to the uh, Amy Porterfield Entrepreneur Experience, which was a three-day event. And um, it was all about helping people who are course creators like myself really learn from other course creators and really get to hear some amazing success stories. And let me tell you, I mean, I know we talked a lot about this in September on our social media feeds, but course creation is definitely a place to go if uh, or to look into if you have a skill that you want to teach other people um and i was amazed at how many women are in the space okay so at this event it was a two-day event in all, or a three-day event in san diego i went to two of the three days there were 800 women right 800 women and amy has about 10,000 students and about 5,000 of them are course creators. So it's a real industry and it's something that I'm so excited to be a part of and I just really wanted to learn a lot. And there were some incredible, incredible stories that came out of those two days. But let me tell you the reason I signed up for the event. Um, first of all, I'm a huge fan of events. My watch is going crazy. I'm a huge fan of events and I, I really encourage women to do them. Um, I know it's hard. A lot of women find events hard. And the reason they find events hard is that they feel like they've got to sort all the childcare and they've got to sort, um, you know, they just feel a lot of these events happen from, you know, they'll, they'll happen all day long. So it's important to know two things. One, you don't have to go to every single thing that's at an event. If you're going to go to an all-day event, you can actually pop in and pop out as you want. It's up to you. Um, so, you know, it's okay to come a little bit late and it's okay to go a little bit early. And in fact, what you'll gain in the middle of the day or the part that you make is probably more valuable than not going at all, if that makes sense. So um, I know there's a lot of, I know it's difficult for a lot of women. Now, I I went to America for 10 days, okay? And I went without my children and without my husband, which meant that my husband was home with my children. And that was really interesting because everyone I saw in America, apart from the people at this conference, kept going, how's your husband managing? Is he okay? And I mean, those of you who know my husband a bit, because he did a, um, we did a, um, I did a little 45 minute segment with him where we talked about what it's like to be married to me. Um, but if you know my husband, he's, you know, he's hands on. In fact, he's in his element when he's with his children. And I think he's a better man for that. Like I think, I think, and I'm not saying that men that don't spend time with their children aren't better men. I'm just saying men who spend time with their children are better men, right? They, 
they just they just are they see the world in a different place. They respect the work that women do more. Um, and you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to it's hard to be someone that works all the time and be with your kids. I know because I'm actually struggling the other way around where I'm working a lot. And a big part of this trip was for me to start to put some boundaries on the time that I'm working and not be working all the time. And, you know, to come back and be a lot more whole for my family and for my husband and to be there and have kind of set times. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent. But let me just say, everyone kept saying, how's your husband managing? He's, he was fine. Okay, he was fine. And here's the other thing. All the other 800 women who were at that conference, their husbands were fine too. And my experience is with the Tech Pixies, um, and there have been several experiences like this where women have had to ask their husbands to do more around the house in order to do the course, um, the Tech Pixies course. So the Tech Pixies course is not a, you know, a, a light thing. You, you, you do it over a period of time. And it's usually over anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. And it's usually quite a lot of time out of your schedule to do it. And so women have to give something up in order to do it. And one of the things that can help women is if they get the, their partners on board. So I definitely would encourage you that if 800 women at this conference I was at could get their husbands to take care of the kids for three days on their own, that you can probably do it too. And Danusha Melena Durbin was probably one of the first people that I felt actively encouraged me individually to, um, she runs School for Mothers, and she's, she has this thing called Me Sheets, and I love them. And um, I've kind of created my own version using her principle, which is that you have to do something for you. Because if you're doing something for you, you're more whole for everybody else. And that's not work-related, and that's not family-related. So whatever you're doing for you. So you might notice that I've got the London Marathon um, top on, and that was um, because last year I applied for the lottery and I didn't get in and they send you a t-shirt instead. So, um, but as you all know, and I'm gonna get to this in a minute, um, we're towards the end of what I'm gonna talk about. Um, but I've, I've been sitting on this decision about, do I do another Iron Man, do I not do another Iron Man, et cetera. So I think what I'm about to say to you is gonna re relate, and then I'll be able to tell you exactly where I'm coming from and why I'm wearing this shirt. So let's, let's talk about the reason I signed up for this conference, okay? It wasn't to get away from my kids for 10 days or my husband. Although, one more little side note. I got back from this trip and I was in, uh, in bed the first night and just, you know, if when you're sleep deprived, you get like delirious, right? I was delirious. I didn't know up from down, right from left. Anyway, I'm sound asleep and I wake up next to my husband who's there, obviously, and I was like, you know, and I said, oh, I love you. And I gave him a kiss and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like married. It was such a weird feeling because I'd spent 10 days <laughs> completely on my own. It was like I was going back to my 20s. And then my son, who's eight years old, he, he pops into our bed every once in a while. He comes in and he cuddles up and Tim says, oh, come on this side. And he said, no, no, I want to be in between the two of you. So he comes in between the two of us. This is like four in the morning. And he's like dressed like Pikachu. And I'm like, who, because I brought him a Pikachu costume back. I'm like, who is this child? Who is this child? Is this my child? That's how delirious I was. I didn't know I was married and I didn't know I had a, <laughs> had a kid. Anyway, once I worked out that, yes, that was my family life and everything was normal, then I went back to sleep. But um, I think it's been a, a really interesting experience. But the reason I went to this uh, entrepreneurs event, like I said, was not to get away, not to get away from my family. I deeply, deeply miss them. Um, but it was actually to hear Rachel Hollis speak live in the flesh. Now, 
If you uh, don't know who Rachel Hollis is, you're probably living under a rock, especially if you've been watching our stuff, because I talk about her a lot. Um, she is a go-getter. She's a big dreamer, probably a bigger dreamer than pretty much any other person I know. And and I would, you know, she wants to build a billion-dollar company. She's a New York Times bestseller. I mean, just a totally different level of dream big. And, I, and that's what I love about her, because she has always dreamt big, and then she lives out what she dreams. So I wanted to hear her speak in person. And of course, the irony in this whole thing is right after I booked the ticket to go and listen to her speak, she announced a, a UK tour. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. So guess what? I'll get to go hear her twice because she's worth listening to. But I want to break down her talk for you because I, I kid you not, I was just writing, 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 writing. I wrote every word down. I soaked every word in for the entire conference, but particularly when she spoke because I was so interested in what she had to say. And, and, and I need to give some context to this as well because, you know, for those of you who do know the Tech Pixies journey, it hasn't been easy. Um, we started with a government grant. Um, I, you know, I hired a bunch of ladies out of the program to help me build the business, which they did. It was amazing. We got, you know, Theresa May spoke about us on national television. We grew really, really fast. Um, and then we had a whole bunch of changes that came along with that that I had to deal with. Like, that was really amazing, right? That was a big part of the start of the journey. And then, you know, I had to lay everybody off, and then I had to rebuild the company, and I had to go get investment. All of this is all over our blog, so and, and on my LinkedIn page. So if you don't know the story, go check it out. It's kind of a fun story, but it's also a painful story, but it's also got a really good ending, right? So I'm in this beautiful place at Tech Pixies where we have we're in a really great place. We've got amazing women in our program. We, I've got amazing backers, investors who believe in me and believe in what we're doing. I've spent the last year upskilling myself. I, I have learned so much about how to create a good online course that actually works. Um, I've, I've been able to learn how to you know build the tribe around that. I've done all of this. I'm so excited and we're in such a great place. Like when you have that 20, I love that 2020 vision, right? Where it's so fun to be going into 2020. You know, we, our 2020 vision is actually coming into play. And there's something really beautiful about that. So in many ways, what I'm about to talk about, I have experienced on every level. And I, and I it was the first time I was sitting in on a talk like this, the Rachel Hollis talk, where I thought, I know what she's talking about. Like I've been through this and I've come out the other side. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to be clear on. When I talk about this, I feel like I've come out the other side. So I've got some experience in going through this on many levels with sports and with the company and everything else. But I know what it feels like to be going for a dream and whatever that dream is. So what she talked about, um, she did not disappoint at all. But what she's talked about are the three things holding us back from success. All right. And I just think this is so great because you all know the tagline for Tech Pixies is Sparkle and Thrive. The podcast, live cast name is Sparkle and Thrive. I have really pushed in the last year to get out of survival mode and to get into thriving mode, right? So I, I was really interested about what she, she had to say. So she said the three things that hold us back from success. Number one, comparison. So, uh, and, and if you've been following the live cast, I did a couple weeks ago, well, probably not a couple weeks ago, maybe in around July, I did something um, called Eyes in the Boat, where I talked about when you're rowing, 
um, one of the big pieces of advice that a coach will give you is don't look out of the boat because it rocks the boat and it moves you, you, you lose your pacing and it's really easy to lose the race because you, you stop focusing on yourself and you start focusing on everything around you. So that's, so she really talked about that and she talked, she didn't talk about keeping the eyes on the boat, but she talked about comparison. She talked about how we compare ourselves to others um, and how that's such a, a vicious cycle to get into that if you're comparing yourself with others, you know, my dad used to say, there's always going to be someone who's better than you and always going to be someone who's not as good as you, you know, cause I used to say to him all the time, dad, I want to be the best in the world at something. Like I want to be number one in the world. I don't, you know, I, I literally said that to him all the time and he'd say, joy, there's always going to be somebody better than you. And there's always going to be someone who's not as good as you. And I kept saying, no, but dad, but if I go to the Olympics and I get a gold medal, I'll be best in the world. And you know, the thing is, is you are best in the world. If you go and win the Olympics for that one day, right? For that one day, for those few moments, you are the best in the world. And then the next year, the world championships come around and the next four years, another Olympics comes around and somebody else is better than you. So the reality is someone will always be better than you. And someone's not always going to be as good as you are, um, it's actually your job to help people below you come up and to learn from the people above you. And if you look at those, if you look, if you change comparison and focus on how you can learn and help people around you, that's going to make you feel a lot better. So that was her, her first thing was comparison holds us back from success. The other thing she talked about was fear of failure. And I thought this was really interesting because people talk about fear, fear of failure a lot. Um, I actually um, have had a different experience. I've had sometimes the fear of success in the sense that start to see some success and then start to get scared and then pull back. And I'm really fighting that and really pushing myself to see that success, embrace it and get excited about it and push forwards. But fear of failure, this is what she said. She talked about how people aren't afraid of failing. They're afraid of others watching them fail. I, I thought that was incredible. It made so much sense to me. I don't know if that makes sense to you. And if you're watching this live or if you're watching this on the replay um, and you're on our Facebook page, obviously on the podcast, you're probably running along and don't, you can't leave a comment. But if you, if, if you get that, if that makes sense, I would love for you to say something in the comments. But I just, I really thought that was really, really interesting. And she talked about how we as women and okay, not all of, all of us are mothers, so you know, please, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about the analogy I'm about to give, but she talked about as mothers how we um, watch a child fall, or aunties, or godparents. I mean, you can't watch a child fall and not encourage them to get back up. So we encourage children who are struggling to walk and fall down. We encourage them to get back up and walk. We do it all the time with young people around us, right? Encouraging them, encouraging them, encouraging them. But when it comes to us and encouraging each other, we don't. And so that's what this point was saying. And so her solution, which I thought was a great solution, and actually I realized we do this at Tech Pixies anyway, um, her solution was to build your own hype squad. And what does that mean? That means build a group of people around you who believe in you and who are going to lift you up right? And she talked about her relationship with Amy Porterfield. And she talked about the fact that, you know, if the Amy doesn't like talking on the phone and, but if the phone rings and it's got her name on it, they'll, she'll always answer it because that means that she needs to talk. But her point was find that group of people that you know, like, and trust the people that you are close to who will build you up. Now, this is where I thought, 
this is so cool because we do that at Tech Pixies, right? So everyone who joins one of our courses, they go into our tribe. We have a, a current students and alumni group. And in that group is a whole bunch of women who've gone through this transformation of wanting to go back to work, change careers, or start a business. And they've gone through the course and they support each other. And it's incredible. We're starting, you know, 250 women now at the time of this recording. Um, but we're starting to see some real connections with people diff all over the country. There, We've got a TechPixies map. They can see where they are. They can see what they're interested in. But we've got, you know, artists connecting with artists. We've got um, Dash Hound people connecting with Dash Hound people. Is that, is that a thing? Like, um, you know, that's a thing. So we've got people connecting with each other. We've got fashion people connecting with fashion people. So everyone's in, it's not like we have one type of person that comes to our program, but what we do find is within our group, we've got some commonalities. But one of the common things we have is mindset. Because the very first thing I teach in the free training and the very first thing I teach in the course and all the way through is why mindset is so important. If you don't believe you can do it, if you don't think you can do it, you won't be able to do it. And this is something that took me 10, 10 years, 10 years, 10 to figure out. I didn't understand what that meant until like a year and a half, two years ago. I really didn't. And I probably didn't fully believe it until a year ago. So mindset is so, so, so important. So get around people, find your hype squad, find your tribe, get in with a group of people that believe that you can do it and work with them, you know, and, and call them when you're having a bad day and you're struggling. So, you know, I know a lot of our groups um, have done Zoom calls and they carry those on or they carry on talking to each other in their WhatsApp group or in their cohort group, you know, they keep those conversations going because they need that support from each other. So be supportive of other people. Okay. So I love that. Don't, people aren't afraid to fail. They're afraid of others watching them fail. So let's take that. Let's number one, let's encourage people to go for their dreams, right? Let's encourage people to challenge themselves to be a, the best version of themselves and let's not tear them down when they do it right let's encourage them let's go for that let's love on them let's make sure that they know that they're supported um when i was in america actually um very unfortunately my kind of uncle slash godfather died and um i was so fortunate to be in america and i ended up having to drive to um Phoenix from San Diego, which is a six-hour drive, uh, and that's one of the reasons that I missed the last day of the conference because I just I wanted to make sure I got to, you know, do some family stuff. So anyway, I'm driving to Phoenix, and I six hours in the car, and I was a little bit jet lagged, so I thought I'm just going to call people, you know, in America that I haven't talked to for a long time, and I called my best friend from high school, Jared, and I called his dad. Ted actually called Ted first and then Ted texted Jared to tell him to pick up the phone and we had this mega conversation and it you know it was like we'd never stopped talking it was like we hadn't you know I haven't seen him in a long time like I went I flew out for you know his wedding and I flew out for another wedding so I haven't seen him in maybe like five years or seven years or something but it was just like nothing had passed and he was so encouraging about tech pixies and the work that we're doing and you know he's I was really encouraging about the work he's doing he was a lawyer he's now a CEO of a solar company and we got to have this really great conversation that was so uplifting and just so great to encourage each other on our paths and that's what 
they mean. That, that's, what, that's what Rachel was talking about. It's finding those people, finding your people, your tribe, your hype squad that will encourage you when you just need that little bit of encouragement. Um, so the third thing she said um, holds people back from success, and this is so true, so, so, so true, is um, that having knowledge is not power. What she says is applied knowledge is power. And that is a super powerful statement. So, you know, we at Tech Pixies, right? So we have this eight week or eight module course. You know, it's up to you if you want to apply it or not. Um, we encourage you to apply it. We have implementation weeks. Um, we have a CPD report. You can hop cohorts until you get through the material. You know, we've got all of that set up so that you just not only learn something, but you then take it and do something with it. And I can tell you that the women, and I can think of some of them right now in my head, um, and I, you know, I, we've, with 250 women, you got some pretty amazing stories that come out of, um, out over time, but the women who apply the knowledge that they've learned and aren't afraid to fail, you know, aren't afraid of other people watching them fail, they, they, they've got the encouragement around them that they need, they fly, and they do really, really well. So, you know, but the bottom line is, is that if I could teach, I could teach you right now how to do a Facebook ad that would generate an email list of people that might be interested in buying from you, I could teach you that right now, I know it, but if you don't then go out and create the Facebook ad and create the place for someone to sign up and, you know, create all of those things, you're, you just have the knowledge, you don't have the power. So you have to apply the knowledge in order to benefit from that. So um, definitely something that I learned. Knowledge isn't power, but applied knowledge is power. She says it a lot, but I thought it was great. So then, and this to me was like, can you just tell I loved this? I really loved this. This to me was the best part of her whole talk. Uh, I'm just going to move the mic for a second. And she talked about a story, and this resonated with me. Obviously, some of you know my faith background, um, but she talked about a story of a woman speaking to God and asking God to help her get to the top of the mountain. Now, imagine that mountain is where you want to be in your life, okay? So it might be that you want to be more fit. It might be that you want more money in the bank, don't we all? It might be that you want a better marriage or that you want a fulfilling and stimulating job, that you want a better relationship with your kids, whatever you want in life, let's just say that's at the top of the mountain, okay? So this is what this woman's done. She said, I wanna go to that mountain. I'm gonna go to the top of that mountain. And then God looks down from high and he says, or she says, you, you, that's the mountain you want? You want to go to the top of that mountain? And all of a sudden, obstacles, I'm, I'm just reading this because this is exactly what she said, all of a sudden, obstacles pop up and you quit. And then God says to you, you told me you wanted to climb a mountain, so I gave you the things that you needed to overcome in order to climb the mountain so you can make the ascent. And I just thought that was so powerful because if you've ever read or watched anything about Mount Everest. Um, anyone seen the movie Everest? I actually I actually went to the high school with the guy who produced the movie. How weird is that? Um, if you've seen the movie Everest, you know that if you're climbing up Everest, 
there's base camps, right? So you have to get to different base camps before you can go all the way to the top. And the reason you have to do this is because if you go straight to the top of Mount Everest and you have not allowed your body to adapt to the oxygen levels, you die. Like if you went from the bottom of Everest, to the top of Everest, you would die. So without those base camps. So the point that she was making was so clear to me. And I love that analogy of, of taking a goal and a dream and saying, that's at the top of the mountain. I see we've got a few people alive here. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Andy. So that's the top of the mountain. And so the point is, and I've heard this before. It's not the first time. I mean, if you go to church in America, it's like a really normal analogy. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we just, I, with cohort 17, which just um, is about four, what, four or five weeks in now, um, the start of this month, I had to do a little pep talk at midnight from wherever I was in America just to say to them, look, this, this is climbing the mountain. You are climbing the mountain. You are actively trying to get to a better place and it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. And so I guess what I was saying when I started um, this live cast slash podcast was I know what this feels like. I've been there. I've been the person many, many, many times in my life where I've said, I want to make the Olympic team for archery, that mountain, that was a hard mountain, and I didn't make it to the top. Um, I wanted to um, uh, make Tech Pixies profitable and sustainable, right? That's been a long mountain. I'm still climbing that mountain, but we're getting closer. We're getting really close to the top of that mountain, and that's, you know, I feel it, and I feel it's different. This dream is different than other dreams where you're like, ah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm almost there. Like I can see the summit. I just have to do the summit, right? And you're just waiting for the right moment, for the weather to be good, you know, and get enough rest, make sure you got enough oxygen, you know? And if you have to tempt the summit a couple times, you have to tempt the summit a couple times. But, you know, the point is, is that I know what these dreams are like. The Ironman, all of you who were so amazing when I was doing the Ironman, that was a mountain, right? And I didn't get to the top of that mountain. I got two-thirds of the way up. So what, what, what do I want to come away with from this? That is, I wrote down something about base camps. And basically, what I want to say is that base camps, so these places along Mount Everest where you're getting acclimated and you're getting the right oxygen, you know, all that stuff to get to the next level, that they are an opportunity to reevaluate the mountain, right? Some people are on Kilimanjaro or they're on Mount Everest and they get to a point where they say, I can't go further. And there might be physical reasons why they can't go further. There might be mental reasons why they can't go further, but they get to a place where they say, I can't go further and I'm going to quit and I'm going to go back down. And that's okay. And, and I talked about the book, The Dip. I talked about Seth Godin and how he talks about how everyone who becomes successful at some point in their life has to get through a dip. It's like, it's kind of the makeup. It's the genetic makeup of success is that you have a dip. So when you're in those dips or when you're in those pauses or when you're trying to figure out whether or not you really want to climb that mountain, you can ask yourself that question. Do I want to do it? And there's usually three answers, right? Yes, I do want to do it and I'm going to get my act together and I'm going to keep going, right? Whatever it is that's stopping you, you're going to fight through it, right? The second one is, no, you know what? I'm done. I'm coming down. But that better be for a reason. 
there has to be a reason why that mountain wasn't worth climbing because you started out on that path, whatever that path is, whatever that dream was, whatever that, whatever that vision was, you started on it. But are you, why are you stopping, right? That's what the no is. And then the other one, and this is the one that I love, and this is how I'm going to finish this off because I thought, well, how can I finish this off in a positive way? The other one is you climb a different mountain, all right? So you, you start climbing Everest and you go, hmm, I'm not sure Everest is where I need to be right now. Maybe I'll go do Kilimanjaro, okay? Because Kilimanjaro is not as tall as Everest, I think. <clears throat> we'll find out. Phoebe Larkham wants, I'm calling you out, Phoebe. She wants to do it for her 50th birthday, which isn't for a while, of course. So we've got lots of time to plan. But if you don't want to do that mountaintop anymore, maybe you want to do a different mountaintop. And what does that look like? And I think it's really healthy to do that. So that comes back to my shirt, which if you're watching the live cast, you can see says London Marathon. And, um, back to uh you know where i want to go with this which is a couple months ago um i did the iron well not six weeks ago i did ironman wales and i did the swim and i did the ride and then i finished uh at the end of the ride because i was 53 seconds late and they wouldn't let me go on the running course and i really for six weeks, I have thought this through. Like, do I do it again? Do I not do it again? And I, I last night when Tim and I were having a conversation that was technology-free, that was one of my goals was to come home and have technology-free conversations with my husband and my children. But I said to him, I said, what do you think? I can't make this decision. What do you think? Because I've gone through like, I've looked at every single Ironman race. Do I want to do it? How would I do it? When would I do it? And he just said to me, look, Joy, he goes, I think you got to think about your goals, right? You got to think about your goals. You've got to decide <clears throat> if you want Tech Pixies to be your focus for 2020 or if you want the Ironman to be your focus for 2020. Because realistically, Joy, you only did about 50% of the work you were supposed to do in order to do the Ironman properly. Now, we all know there's lots of reasons why that happened, but that's the reality. And he was right. He was 100% right. I only did about 50% on a normal week and, and maybe 60% on a good week of what I really, really, really needed to do. So I guess what I wanted to say there was that we then had another conversation, which was something like, okay, so if we're not going to do, and I said we, because, you know, he's has to support me in all this. So if we're not going to do an Ironman, what, what should I do? And he said, well, I think a marathon would be a great place for you to start. Um, you know, because you'll continue to get fit. And if you want to do an Ironman, we were, we were joking about doing Ironman for my 50th birthday because I'm turning 40 next week. And, you know, the Ironman was my 40 year old goal. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll, I can move it to my, my next decade, do it for my 50th birthday. Um, you know, and it probably is going to take me that long, quite frankly, to get up to the fitness level that I've got to be at. And I did some analysis and I, I know where I've got to be and I know where I am and I know I can't do both the business and the Ironman. I just can't. It's too much work. And so I decided that I'm going to do the London Marathon. So that's where I'm at. I have picked a different mountain and that's going to be the London Marathon. And then at least that way I finished the trifecta. So I've done the, the swim, the ride and the 
the marathon. But um, I guess I just wanted to just tell you that because um, I've always been open about sharing my journey. Um, and I think hopefully it helps um, that I share my journey. Uh, I know that um, in some ways it's probably good <laughs> that I didn't do the Ironman. It might have looked like it was too easy to do, um, even though that would have been really great if I had finished it. But I just want to say I um, we've gotten so much good feedback from the podcasts, and so uh, so many people just have been enjoying listening to them and uh, or watching them online. We we can see the number of views, we can see the number of listens, and I know people um, are enjoying Sparkle and Thrive. So I'm going to carry on doing it. Um, it was something we were just trying out, uh, but I really am enjoying doing it, and I hope you're getting something out of this. And I want to thank you for your time, for listening to me, and I want to say uh, and invite you that if you are not one of our amazing Tech Pixies, um, there are lots of them out there, um, if you're not one of our amazing Tech Pixies, we have another opportunity to uh, join Tech Pixies in November, and I'm just letting you know it's coming, and all the details will be on the website later today uh, about our free training for November, and uh, and then we'll be gearing up for that, so I'm pretty excited about that, and um, that's pretty much it. So I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining me, those of you who joined live. Um, it was great to see some of the comments. I have one comment here that I can see about um, uh, about climbing mountains. So Teresa Johnson has said that Mount Kilimanjaro um, with its three volcanic cones, Kibo, oh no, I'm going to say this all wrong, um, Mawenzi and Shira, is a dormant volcano in Tanzania. It's the highest mountain in Africa and this, with a summit of about 4,900 meters. Yeah, well, there you go. So, uh, I, and if Phoebe decides she's not going to do Kilimanjaro for her 50th birthday, maybe we'll just do a Tech Pixies retreat to Kilimanjaro and get everybody going on that. Um, Carla says, uh, it's a great event to continue your journey. Oh, this is the iron or the, uh, marathon. Um, I hope your application is successful. Okay. So here's the deal. I, uh, there aren't any places left. So now I'm looking for a charity to raise money for. So I've sent out a couple of emails to people I know that might have spots. So I'm definitely going to do that. And then Andy says, okay, now Andy, by the way, you guys, Andy's like a super, super pro runner. Um, she was like one of the top in the GB when she was a, um, a teen and young adult. She says, marathon or any goal takes two years of hard work without injury or interruptions. Oh, that's great. Well, the good news is, and, and that's, that did happen to me. I had a big injury in 2018 and I didn't have one in 2019. So I think that's perfect. You're right. Two years of hard work without interruptions. I agree. So we're going into year two and we're going to finish this trifecta of the Ironman. Uh, and then, uh, oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Teresa. So Teresa just looked up one more thing and she said, Wikipedia told her that about Kilimanjaro, but then she says that Everest is nearly twice as high. So that does definitely resonate with me. Cause if you think about the Ironman versus the marathon, it's, it's way higher. <laughs> so I'm changing mountains. Okay. And I'm okay with that. And you know what? I have to say, I'm okay with that. Because so many people in my community and in the Tech Pixies and in my personal life, when I failed to reach that goal, they did not tear me down. I did not have one email, one message, one phone call from anyone in my ecosystem that said, hey, Joy, you really suck. I can't believe you didn't finish the Ironman. Do you know what I had? I had so, I had hundreds, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, like to, I got to the point where I almost couldn't reply to everybody. Hundreds of messages of encouragement. 
And that's what I want you to do. I want you to take Rachel Hollis's advice and go find a tribe of people who love you and who will build you up and who will encourage you to go for your dreams. They're not going to be easy. And you need people that are going to encourage you and tell you what you need to do to do them. So um, Andy says she's going to help me. Oh, thank you. That's great. And I will help you with your triathlon, no problem. And then Roberta says, if I do get a spot on the marathon, that she will come and cheer me on. Yes, Roberta, that's awesome. She says she watches it every year. Awesome. Okay. Well, on that note, I've gone a little bit long. Um, it was great to connect with some of our live watchers. Um, and uh, well, I'll speak to you all later. And of course, the podcast comes out every Tuesday. Um, and we send out a weekly roundup on Fridays. So if you're not on our weekly roundup, make sure you're on there, techpixies.com forward slash weekly dash tips. And, um, and then of course, techpixies.com to find out more information about our November cohort. Have a great day.